Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in the Twin Cities, it's time for Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio. Now, here's your host. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, this is going to be a great one today. Nikki Roloff is with us, and she's the managing partner of Roloff Associates. Nikki, welcome. Hi, thank you, John. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you. Let's talk about you and the great work you're doing at Roloff Associates. How are you serving folks out there? Yes, so we are a full-service CPA, tax, and CFO firm. We joke that we are the easy button for our clients. We also started pulling in about two or three years ago now, uh, Berkman team building training, which also helps to get team engagement, effective leadership. And so it really is truly an all-in-one. We can help small business owners achieve their dreams by being able to take the stuff off their plate that they don't want to do. Okay. That appeals to me already, but you said you're the easy button for clients. What does that mean? Yes. So we come in, we don't force people into a box. So we don't have like a gold, silver, bronze plan. What we do is we say, what do you need this next year from us? And so it can be anywhere. A big area we've grown this past year with the great resignation is having more in-house CPA, like more in-house accountant. So we take over literally everything a business needs. So we cut their checks, we enter in all of their deposits, we run their payroll. And then we also take on the tax strategy and do taxes and their tax planning and all of the compliance work that comes along with owning a business, sales tax, um, use tax, looking into filing license in every state if they're growing, and then also doing the year-end wrap-up, making sure cash flow is looking good. So everything from bookkeeping to CFO. Wow. That's a pretty all-inclusive kind of uh, offering that you have there for sure. Um, Is that one of the things that you think makes you different from other CPA firms? It has been what we've grown into. It makes us different as a CPA firm. When we first launched back in 2017, it was more to reimagine the CPA firm on the relationship between business owners and their CPAs. We realized the CPA world is doing a huge disservice to business owners by only talking to them in April or right now um, when tax returns are due. And so we wanted to change how business owners and CPAs work together and be more actual partners and start working on closing books monthly. We got rid of the billable hour, which is unheard of in our industry. And what also accomplished with that is getting our team down to 50 hours a week during tax season, which is also crazy unheard of. Most CPAs right now are probably working 80 hours on average, um, whereas ours are still at the 50 hours. And so that's how we originally started. And it just keeps evolving as to where we can step in and what we can do to help others. You know, that you just hit on something that uh, for me, I was surprised that you booked this time for this <laughs> interview on March the thirty one, thirty first, as we record this, um, yes. here, uh, fifteen. Well, this year, eighteen days away from tax deadline. Most CPAs, we we couldn't even get on the phone. <laughs> and <Yes>. so, <laughs> so the fact you've got time to do this interview says it really is working. Whatever you're doing successfully over there. Yes, we 
we actually pick up quite a few clients during this time of year because of the fact that they call their CPA with a problem that they're having in their business and they get told, we'll talk to you in April. We'll, we'll talk to you after tax season because we're busy. Mm. And that's just so not client focused and it's not helping a business owner because they're calling you for advice and to be like, well, I'll talk to you in four weeks. It's just not doable for a lot of businesses. And so we intentionally build time in knowing with the, being a business owner myself, knowing that things come up and you need people to talk to and you need advice on the fly as opposed to talking to somebody four weeks from now. Okay. Now I told you I was going to ask you this question because in the show notes here, it says that you are a sociology major. You majored in accounting and I guess you're a double major. I'm uh, a double major. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Cause it says accounting and sociology. Um, uh, so we get the accounting part, but talk about sociology, what that brings to your practice and help you run a successful, successful relationships really with clients. Yes. So I actually went into accounting because I was the first in my family to go to college and put myself through college, the whole deal. And I know I wanted to find something where I knew I could find a job afterwards. I knew accounting was always good with numbers, but it was more like I knew it was a safe bet. At the time, you actually need 150 credit hours to graduate to sit for the CPA exam. And I could have taken FIAD or really anything. And My true passion is actually sociology of just a study of human culture, knowing how people relate to each other. Mm -hmm. And so I more took it just because I was like, I have to take credits. I'm going to take something I enjoy. And it's always been something when I work for people that always came up in interviews, like, why do you have this? Like, how is that going to benefit? And it actually is being able to talk to people that are stressed out, that don't know what to do about how to handle their money situation, how to handle their budgets. It's also talking about the shame around money and not achieving goals and also vice versa, the shame that some people have about making a lot of money, especially during COVID when other people weren't and just having that, you know, I'm succeeding and all these businesses are failing and you just have this innate sense of wanting to help the people around you. And also it's kind of how we've gotten our team building stuff launched in the firm is with that passion for wanting to help human culture, knowing who people are individually on a one-to-one level and not just being a number. Yeah, I love that. So Nikki, let's talk, I want to get to the team building and behavioral assessments that you do here in a second, but um, let's talk about the, the, maybe the CFO side of things and what, what are some of the big mistakes that you see that business owners make in terms of planning their cash flow and maximizing their cash flow? What advice do you give? The biggest mistakes we typically see are using last year's financials. We're very much a proactive firm. And when a lot of people come to us, they don't have their books actually done on even a monthly basis. And so they bring me the stack of information looking at last year. And I'm like, I really hope you're doing better than last year or like that we know what's going on. Because if we would have used, you know, 2019 numbers in 2020, everything was blown with COVID. Mm -hmm. And so it's making sure people's books are up to date, being proactive. Another big thing when people do CFO work is they go pie in the sky. You know what? We're going to hit X, Y, and Z, but then they don't factor in. Well, if you have this much in sales 
and you have a service industry, do you have the people built in to back up that work? Or they just don't factor in right now. A huge thing obviously is supply and demand. Like do we, what happens if our supply chain is conduced? What happens if the prices are going through the roof? And also I tell people, don't, don't make a budget if you're actually not going to look at it during the year. Why waste those 15 hours, 20 hours building a budget that you're never going to look at? Like, it's just pointless to me. Hmm. So not following the budget is just, you've just done an exercise in futility because you're just doing something for busy work because people tell you you should. And the other big thing that we always get, of course, at the end of the year is, well, you know, so-and-so said I should buy a car because that's a good tax deduction. Well, do you need a car? Could you actually use that money, put it to your retirement? Could you use that money and invest in something else? Like if you don't need, there's no point in having a tax deduction or buying an asset just to have a tax deduction. There's so much more to it that you can do with planning and looking into it as to see why do we need to reduce taxes? So does your firm handle bookkeeping as well? So for those clients that need that done, that's awesome. Um, so let's get into the team building, the team, uh, engagement and behavioral assessments that you do. Why did you expand the firm in that way? We actually had an executive coach out of Washington, DC that we worked with, um, did great things. I highly recommend business coaches. Mm -hmm. And when he came to us, this was something that he did. So it's kind of like a, you know, eye opener, where are people at? How do we work together one-on-one? And it's called the Berkman. And it's very similar to some of the other assessments. But what I love about it is it starts talking about people's needs and stresses. I can come in, everyone can come in and tell you what I'm good at. You can tell me what you're good at, but it's really hard for people to tell me what they need. And so this kind of gets into it and starts talking about how do people communicate with one another and how do they want to be motivated or want recognition? Because some it's not that rule of being like, well, I like getting praise in front of people. So that means that everybody loves getting praise in front of people. When I actually might be mortifying one of my teammates by calling them out in front of everybody when they're like, I would have much rather had you tell me in person. Mm. And so it's starting to have those kind of conversations around it. And then also with the team building aspect of just creating a more cohesive team and a high performing team by setting up clarity, purpose, and psychological safety. All teams need this in order to really hit the ground running. And people are by far companies' most underutilized assets. Yeah, for sure. And those assets aren't on the balance sheet, right? Correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But so, they affect the PNL very much. <laughs> abso- absolutely. Um, those relationships end up in numbers for sure. Um, do you, and you also do business consulting and so I'm not switch, switching the subjects here. I'm actually w- wondering do, when you do business consulting, do you incorporate the executive coaching, the team facilitation with the numbers piece of it? We do. We have, A lot of our clients now, we've told people, do the Berkman assessment, like if you've interviewed person one, you're debating on moving on to interview two, do it in between those two. So when you go into interview two, you can ask more very specific questions to this person on how they're going to relate in certain situations. And when we have new clients come on, we actually do an assessment on each one of them. So we know best how to communicate with them. 
And as they come to us with issues, we kind of have an insight already as to what those roadblocks may be and what's holding them back. The other part of it is with working with entrepreneurs, they're really good at what they do, but what they're not good at, they don't want to do, it's very much pushed to the side. And so we've had people come to us and they're like, I'm, you know, wanting to hire my second key person. They're going to run the shop when I'm not here. And they literally pick themselves. Like they've picked the person because they, they're like, oh, this is me that they can do it. And I'm like, well, if you don't want to do this stuff, they're not going to either. And so if that's who you really want, great. But they're not going to fit into that role of what you're looking for right now. And so it's just more eye opening for them to be like, this person might help you grow your business in one way, but not in the way you're actually thinking that they're going to. And so just bringing those things up. um, We've also done them with husbands and wives, especially when the business is tough to just kind of have this communication open between them as to usually one of the spouses might not be an entrepreneur. And so it scares them. And having the conversation with them to be like, this is normal entrepreneur, how they act, how they think. And no, they're not going to see certain red flags because they got here because they didn't stop at every red flag they saw. And so right. just kind of putting it into terms that they understand, talk about it, bring up where they might be butting heads on certain aspects. And it just opens up that conversation around money again, which is what most marriages fight about just to make it open and on an even playing field. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, Nikki Roloff is with us, folks, and she's the managing partner of Roloff Associates. Uh, So, Nikki, let's talk a little bit about the, um, I guess the, the, I want to get back to the team work that you're doing, the people work that you're doing. I mean, what's the most effective way for business leaders to dive into this? Is it to do some self-assessment first? Is that what you're suggesting with, with the assessments that you're talking about? Yes. Self-awareness, I feel like is 80% of what the issues tend to be sometimes. And then the other thing, kind of like when I said about the budget, if you're only going to do it once and never look at it again, it's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. And so when people come to me and they want to do these team building sessions, it's like, well, is this a one and done thing? Because they see how it works in our firm because we do it with a lot of clients and they see it working here and they're like, well, I want that. And it's like, well, we very intentionally work on it. And so it permeates our industry or our office. We all know the words, we know the language. And so really any assessment can do that. As long as leadership is bought in and it's actually being touted on a day-to-day basis and not just say, hey, we're going to take everybody off site for eight hours. We're going to do this great thing and everything's going to be hunky-dory afterwards. It's constantly needed to be worked at. The purpose is one and the same. That one doesn't always need to be worked on, but clarity and psychological safety are constantly needed to be focused on, touched Make sure that it is following through, especially as you're bringing on new employees to just make sure that everyone gets it. Everyone's rowing the boat the same way. And it can't be a one and done eight hours and we're going to walk out of here a happy family. Mm. Yeah, yeah it, it, the garden needs constant uh, tending to, I guess, as, yeah. if I can yeah. use that metaphor. Yeah, I get it. Um, so I would love it if you could maybe talk about a success story here, um, uh, a, a client that 
if you don't mind, that where you've really worked with them across a variety of of aspects of their business that you've had success for, and you don't have to mention names, of course, but one that's illustrative of the great work you do in a holistic way. Right. So we have one. Um, they've actually u- utilized not only our tax services, we've helped with bookkeeping. We kind of come in as needed on that one. So we don't fully take it over, but we've helped them in times that they've needed it. And then um, we have done not only CFO work, but the Berkman training with them as well. And it's not this stereotypical, oh, we're in an office city and it's actually a construction company. Mm. So it's like, we've done it on, you know, their field techs, um, upper management when they're hiring foremen. Like it really is one of these things that we're working with a so-called blue collar industry where people would be like, well, that those tests are woo woo. And we're not going to do that because it doesn't make business sense. And every time they go to hire somebody, they'll call and say, hey, can we've interviewed them. Can you send a follow-up assessment and give us your advice? Mm. So they have grown over the years. They've started um, also factoring in new cash flows. I mean, last year, granted, they're in the housing industry. So they've grown quite a bit over this past year with everyone wanting to build. But it's been a sustained growth that they're able to handle as well as um, helping them pay down a lot of debt that they had coming in and getting them structured and set up correctly. So we have the cash flow to be able to know we're investing not only back in the company, but that the, co- the, the business owners are able to take more money out as well and feel more comfortable in what they are doing. So when they came to us, they had a lot of debt, past vendors not being paid. Um, I'll be honest, their bookkeeping was a disaster mm. and to be able to kind of use all functions of what we've done with them and see them growing and being out of debt now has just been phenomenal. Wow. Awesome work. Uh, Nikki Roloff is with us folks with Roloff associates. Uh, that's a lot of value from <laughs> coming from one firm. Um, and I guess the, First reaction some folks might have is, wow, that sounds awfully expensive. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's a lot of services to, to offer. So can I pick off the menu? Can I um, um, uh, have you do my tax work until I figure out maybe some of this other work that I might have you do for me? Or what size businesses do you work with? We have... Our sweet spot, I would say, is probably five to fifteen million in revenue. We actually mm-hmm. have a few startups that we work with that want that they're growing quickly. They want it set up though from the get go the right way. Right. And then we also have a couple Fortune two hundred companies we work with. So it's like we do ironically run the gamut. We actually joke that um, we like working with passionate business owners. They're the ones who, you know, they might grow and sell three different businesses while they're with us but they're constantly on the move. They're constantly looking for new things. And then it's just that we can come alongside them and really help. And so that's what our goal is, is who can we actually help? And do they value what we're doing? Because we do pitch it. It's a relationship between us and the entrepreneur. Like it's not a one-way street. Um, We have let clients go who either treat our team not the best or actually don't follow our advice because it's one of those things. It's like, if we're constantly giving advice and they don't follow it, you're kind of like, well, do you really value what we're doing? And I don't 
care if I'm making money off of you. If the rest of our team is like, it's not fun because they don't value us. I'd rather work with a client who values what we're doing and can give that feedback to. And so we actually do not do one-off tax returns. Um, we tell people that they hire us and they get a tax return as a bonus, but it's not why, because it's compliance work. Nobody wants to have a tax return done. right? And so it's more that we do them, but if you just want a tax return, there's a lot of places that will just do tax returns. And so it's more hiring us because you want a partner, you want a basically a financial therapist and a controller and a CFO rolled into one. Wow. Great stuff. But now let's talk about that business that's on the borderline, the, the let's say the $2 million, $3 million business that wants your services, but maybe is not quite there. Um, do you have a way to incorporate them on, on the installment plan or whatever, yes. whatever you would ter- term it? <laughs> So we call them, we call them FPPs, fixed price partnership. Okay. And so what happens is we look at exactly what each client needs on a yearly basis. We actually do them July to June. That way we're not doing them during busy season, but we say, what do you need from us this year? Like if they know somebody's going on maternity leave, if they know somebody's going on an extended vacation, we can be like, oh, we're going to build in that. We're going to do your accounting for, you know, three months. And then we look at, you know, obviously the tax return. How much tax planning, tax strategy do they need this year? If they're launching a new part of their business, we might know that they're going to have losses. So we might just do one at year end as opposed to checking in every quarter when we know they're not going to have to make a payment. But we look to see what each individual business needs from us and we base it off of that. So it's not a one size fits all approach. It's not a you know gold, silver, bronze plan. It is, what do you need? Where can we help you? And knowing some of these companies that are coming to us that are smaller, they want us to help get books cut up, be proactive, knowing that we're going to help them grow enough to basically cover our fees as they decide, oh, I want to move into the CFO and I want to move into budgeting and I want to grow this way that we can go from startup to a legacy company and do everything in between that they don't have to start with a startup accountant when they get too big, have to flip to another CPA. And like a lot of firms do that where they niche in a one area mm-hmm. that we kind of have everything across the board and help them along all tracks of the business. Right. Right. And so how do you evaluate clients? And maybe this is a question for all those services providers out there that are looking for the same thing you're looking for. They're looking for long-term relationships, but how do you uh, uh, assess that client that comes to you because of a specific need? That's usually why clients make a change. They've got to get their books caught up. They've got a tax return problem because their taxes are done incorrectly or whatever. Um, They come to solve that problem, but you're looking for a long-term relationship. How do you assess that client to say, this is a client that's interested in a long-term relationship and not just talking about it. Number one is always if they ask a price. I mean, we're all cost conscious, but if, if I ask them, well, why, why are you looking? And some of them are like, Oh, I'm starting. Yep. That makes sense. If they're like, well, I got my bill and my current guy just charged me too much. I was like, you're window shopping. And so it's usually like one of those things. It's like, that's probably not going to be the best. I'll always ask more questions to see, 
but we are by far, I'll be honest, we're not the cheapest people on the block. We're not the most expensive, but if people are shopping due to price, that usually doesn't fit within the parameters we're looking for. And it sounds weird, but we actually interview our clients as well. So we have, um, we are an EOS company. And so we have, it's called our client analyzer. And so we also ask these questions when we're talking about them or talking with them to kind of say, you know, do you fit our own core values? We live by them internally. It's always cares for people, trust and evolving and willing to be vulnerable. And so if we see those categories kind of showing up in the people we're talking to, we know that we're going to fit well with them. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things too, with when I'm talking with new clients is telling them, we don't have a billable hour. You can call us, talk to us as much as you want. And I'm not going to send you a bill for, you know, $75 and 30 cents because you talked to me for 12 minutes and 36 seconds. We don't run that way because usually what business owners think they need to tell their CPA is actually not what's going to help. And so we actually need to hear the whole backstory, which takes time and takes energy, but that's usually what gets us to the root of the issue. But we do, like I said, we have the client analyzers kind of talk about, hey, here's what we can do. Here's what we'll do for you in this next year. Set up very clear expectations and let them know, like, if it's just a tax return, you're not going to be happy with us because we're, we're going to want to talk to you. And if you don't want that, we're going to annoy you. And so we're very clear and upfront with people to be like, you can say you don't want, you want this other stuff, but I'm going to be very upfront with you that if that's truly not what you want, just opt out now and you can save us both a lot of time and money. Mm. Wow. Great words from Nikki Roloff, Roloff Associates. Wow, Nikki, this has been fun and uh, very informative and I wish we could keep going, but uh, you have to get back to work. So we'll let you do that. <laughs> but, I have a couple tax returns to look at, you know. <laughs> right, just a couple. But yeah. yeah, but before we let you do that, let's get to the most important question, which is for those that have heard something that makes them want to be in touch with you and learn more about your work, how can they do that? Um, easiest way always is our website, rolloffcpa.com, R-O-H-L-O-F-F, and then cpa.com. Um, they can also reach out by email, which is Nikki R N I K K I R at Roloff CPA. And very shortly, I will actually be launching a new site as well um, that talks more specifically about the team engagement and speaking events that I do. And that'll just be NikkiRoloff.com. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> that sounds, we're going to have to have you back when you have roll that I out. Know. Yeah, that, that sounds <laughs> awesome. Uh, Nikki Roloff folks with Roloff Associates. Nikki, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for the great work you do. Thank you, John. I've really had a lot of fun doing this. Yeah, thank you. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder. Minneapolis St. Paul Business Radio is on all the major podcast apps. You can just type in that search term and it will pop up. And we would love it if you would share the show. It's not about me or Business Radio X. It's about our great guests. We want them to be found and celebrated. And so if you can help them in, in, with that, uh, if you've heard something here that uh, makes you want to share it with someone else, please do. We'd really appreciate that. So for my guest, Nikki Roloff, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio.